Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? Not too shabby, mate, to be fair. Not too shabby. I do have to apologise again for uh, making you wait. (laughs) It's the same old story. As like podcast listeners who have been listening for a long time know, I'm quite good at making, uh, at being very late to our recordings because especially (laughs) as my bedroom is where I record and my toddler still sleeps in our beds. We've got to get her to bed before you know i can actually record so sometimes it takes a bit longer and it overshoots the time that we organize to record so yeah apologies again and we're uh we're a few days late this time as well we are a few days late yeah there's uh yeah it was it was basically because my shift pattern at the moment at work doesn't quite fit (laughs) our normal schedule so now i'm on days off now i'm available and um, i'm just having a couple of beers tonight because i think i've earned it you look like you need to go to bed again Oh no! I, uh, I had a, I had a couple of glasses of wine tonight. Oh, dinner, good! So nice. So I needed it. Yeah, I've actually got a nice <laughs> it's been one of those days. Yeah, a bit. So, I've actually yeah. got one of those um, a nice nice bottle of um, Pinot Noir sitting in the pantry, which I was given for Father's Day recently. So, oh sweet, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I was drinking a Pinot Gris. Oh, okay. White wine. God, I've become a, a wino. <laughs> Let me share something with you really weird. Um, the reason why I drink red wine is because it's the only wine that agrees with my teeth. And I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that. <laughs> is that. Whenever I drink white wine, for about two days afterwards, I can't put pressure when I'm chewing on solid food without actually being in pain. Oh, yeah. It makes my teeth so sensitive. <laughs> But red wine doesn't, so I don't drink yeah. white. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. It's a weird thing. <laughs> I, d- I don't know about. I don't know if "cool's" the word for it. It's fucking yeah. annoying. Um, I know if you drink. I know if you drink like lots of white wine, it makes your fucking head hurt. Have you seen that? <laughs> well, ironically, red wine does the same. That's a bit weird. Yeah, I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, if you chuck a little bit of whiskey into red wine, you get some stuff called port, which is also just as bad if you drank the entire bottle in one sitting. Ah, oh, I wonder, have we ever done that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a couple of times where the port has been our beer chaser. And we seem to have run out of port, is that... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because I remember the nights where you and I, we'd sit on the back deck, light your fire, look at the stars, just, just banter, m- pretty much what this podcast is, and um, we would just drink our beer, but we would just go through a whole bottle of port at the same time, wouldn't we? You know, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, oh my god, we paid some prices. If I remember rightly, we did that at your place when I came down for work that time. Yeah, Do you and know, I had oh. an awful bloody flight home the next morning, early in the morning. <laughs> Nearly spewed on the plane. <laughs> I'll make, I'll well. make a confession. I found um, what was left of that bottle of port in my pantry about a month ago. <laughs> and when was it? You were down here last year. End of last year, I come down for that year. So I it tried worked. it. Yeah. This, this port that has been opened, and it was absolutely perfect. There you go. Must have been good stuff then, eh? Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was a belated 40th gift, wasn't it, that you gave me? And you gave me a, a decent pair of socks as well. Oh, that's right. I remember that. that was, <laughs> you know, that was a year ago, eh? Like, it was um, on Monday just gone was the date one year ago that I broke my back. Yes, I remember you saying in the last podcast, yeah. Yeah, it's bloody, man, where did a year go? That's kind of freaky. Are you still having a bit of um, uh, a bit of work done on your back at the moment? 
Nah, it's pretty good. Like I had a couple of sessions with Contact here and uh, nah, it's been really good. Like pretty good now. Like I suppose it aches a little bit if I'm sitting in the car all day, you know, like driving, yeah. which I do a lot of, but it's not too bad. It's no worse than it was before. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, we'll get into the podcast then. Bit to cover tonight, actually. Two, three, four, five, down the tools and up the... mic. Yeah! A tree guy, a radio guy. Two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails, and one nails hits. We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh- We're R&B, and Andy G. And this is Tradio, Tradio. Episode 52. Do you know, I've got to be honest with you, mate. I think that jingle is just one of my proudest achievements on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we've 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 we're both on it. Um, it's unique to us. And I've, I was just thinking recently, do, do you think it's something we need to copyright? I reckon we should. I I'd have to look into that because it actually my, that, kid, well, my kids heard the one we did for the fiftieth. Right. And they were like What did you do to the podcast? I hope that's not permanent. The other one's way better. <laughs> that's right, we like, changed no, changed the lyrics just for the fiftieth one, yeah. Um, for those that actually missed the change for the 50th, I'll just quickly play it. A tree guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We've been talking about everything for almost two years. And for some batch of crazy reason, we're still here. A milestone we knew we would reach. Despite all the yarns, it hasn't improved our speech. But here's to a few more years of fun uploads And this is Tradio 50 Episodes so yeah, we changed the lyrics uh, just for the fiftieth episode, and they didn't. Well, they didn't like it as much as the original. Then no, they said the original's <laughs> far better. Yeah. <laughs> well, given that the fiftieth episode jingle mentions the fiftieth episode, we probably shouldn't play it every episode. It'd be quite confusing. No, no. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So just before we head off the um, the proper jingle, there, you mentioned that you do a lot of driving for work, and this is something we've covered a few times now. I, I, I thought of this the other day. I have a question for you about your driving. Now, because you drive so much, you have a lot of time when you're on the road to be listening to various things. And I just want to know, do you listen to Tradio? No, I'm not that clever. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to get my freaking phone to link to my thing. You know, I haven't had a chance. <laughs> lately, actually, lately in the last few weeks, all I've been listening to is the countdowns. I listened to the Harakee oh, countdown, yeah. which is the 90s till now. And now I'm just listening to the last bit of the... Uh, Rock 2000, so... Ah, yes. You see, I'm a Hauraki listener, so I've just been listening to their 90s countdown. I think More FM are doing one, but I don't listen to More FM anymore. Um, (laughs) I know The Rock are doing the 2000. Uh, The Breeze have been doing a countdown. I think it's just countdown on every station at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I I totally forgot about The Rock 2000. So are we we coming to the end of that now, or what's the go? Where, Where are they at? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's, you know, it's the first time in years that I've not been switched on to the Rock 2000. Well, you and I usually listen to the last day together and then end up getting absolutely obliterated. So. <laughs> yeah, with our, <laughs> with, our beers and, with our beers and port. <laughs> beers and port, yeah. yeah. But no, to answer your question, I haven't listened to Tradio while I've been driving. driving. I, um, my wife says to me, she, 
She goes, yeah, you've got plenty of time to listen to podcasts while you're driving now. So I should actually, I should start listening to a few more podcasts while I'm driving and yeah. getting the old phone. And See, there's, stuff, but. there's nothing wrong with not listening, but I think it's sort of putting myself in the seat of a listener. It's actually quite good to listen back to, to think, yeah. you know, how they'd be consuming it from their side of things. I listen um, to the podcast, but I usually just do it while I'm at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just put it on while I'm home and stuff. Yeah. I'll listen. To, do you know what? I actually listen back to our podcast solely to make sure that I've edited it properly. <laughs> You're Mr. E. Bell. Yeah, but luckily, luckily, there's not been a single episode that I've mis-edited, so uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. That's because you're so bloody good at it, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. So bloody good. I've only yeah. got, uh, yeah, I've got a, a, a teeny tiny bit of experience in audio editing, so... Yeah, I, yeah, me, I've got fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what's best left to me to do, then. What do you reckon? yeah. yeah. I'd just cock it up completely. It'd take me two weeks to do what you do in ten minutes. Do you know what I think? Do you know what I think we should do? Actually, is like uh, one episode one day. We should just leave it to you to, to sort, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Oh my god! It'd yeah. be chaos. <laughs> uh, I've the- seen you edit these bloody things, and I watch how fast you do it. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Oh, it's just practice, mate. It's just practice. But you know, you you could be the same too with your music. You could, you could you can record yourself playing your music. It's the same deal. Yeah, yeah. And then make myself actually sound good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it, mate. The input is is just as good as the output. So if it needs to sound good, then obviously it needs to be good to be going in. If you know what I mean. Yep. So it's that time of year now, where. Where, where, where people are starting to think about who they would like to run our country. And I don't give a fuck about politics. I hate talking politics, but I still don't know who I'm going to vote for this year. I think I'm very torn at the moment. Um, I don't think... I don't trust anyone at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> my point, that aside, because I said I don't like talking politics, is that you see, like, the, um, the billboards... The political yeah. billboards for the local candidates and for the parties themselves, they're all over the place now. Big signs everywhere with photos of the MPs that are hoping to get yeah. your vote. Um, someone down in Christchurch on Broham Street, which is the back end of State Highway 76, which pretty much just bypasses the city, uh, there's lots of hoardings all the way down that road on various fences and all that kind of stuff, but somebody yeah. has taken a little bit of time and gone and put big googly eyes on all of them. <laughs> it's so good. Like, yeah. I don't I don't advocate vandalism, but that's not quite vandalism. I think that's that's just humour. That's, create, that's creative vandalism. <laughs> I just, actually, my, uh, my boss down your way, actually, because he's in Christchurch, he said uh, just... Yesterday on his way home, he was driving along, and he and he and he and he saw these uh, two young ladies uh, out with a couple of pieces of four by two smashing up some of the uh, national party signs. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> he was like, "What the fuck are these people doing?" See, this so, is this is where our taxes go into their fucking signage. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing, though. I'm, I'm sure those um, MPs, you know, sure, they have a budget for their signage, but they must have a, a certain percentage of write-offs at the end of each campaign, oh, yeah. eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit like you at the moment, though, eh, mate? I, 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 um, I've been thinking about it a bit lately, too. Like, and I, I'm torn. I, I don't know who to vote for. I'm mm. just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just too confusing at the moment. I'm just... 
Too know. much to think about. But like, okay, so like I said, I don't really give a fuck about politics and I don't know everything about politics. Like it's not been a subject I've ever spent a lot of time looking into. But wouldn't it just make sense if we just had one party, just one one party to run the whole country and then all of their ideas can come together instead of bitching at each other. Yeah, yeah, they, I think they spend too much too much time just whinging about shit nowadays. There's too many of them involved in the in the decisions. Eh? Mm. They should be just like, that's the decision we're going to... And and I think what the parties... I don't like getting into politics too much, but I just think that the parties down there nowadays have actually forgotten their role. Mm. There's too many of them involved and they're bickering with each other and they've forgotten that their whole purpose is to actually serve the country and keep yeah. the country in a good position and keep it in good condition, basically. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know what your roads down in Christchurch are like, but the roads up our way at the moment are fucked yeah. and they're not doing anything about it. So Yeah. I mean, local councils are to blame as well, especially for the pothole situation. Like a lot of our roads around us have got massive potholes, which I might add have been filled in lately, but that's the thing. They fill in the potholes and then the the hot mix that they put into those starts to sink again. So the potholes just come back and there's no permanent (laughs) fix. But what they did is also with our, our local roads as well, is that the you know how the tar rises and it just becomes this shiny road, the road becomes shiny? Yeah, where it's just tar, you can't see any stones. What they did is we've got a really seriously bad part of the road around us um, where we are that has gone um, that way, and they just dropped the speed limit from eighty down to sixty. Instead <laughs> of fixing the road, eh? Oh, we just uh, drop yeah. the speed limit. Drop the speed <laughs> limit. That's obviously going to fix everything. That's going to make your tyres stick to the road a lot better. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, the point is, is that, yeah, our roads are pretty shite as well. And I do wonder, do politicians wake up in the morning? Because you say that these days it's not about serving the people anymore. It's about, uh, you know, about politicians trying to score points. Do they wake up in the morning and say, right, who am I going to sling some shit at today? yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You know, <laughs> who am I going to piss off today? How much progress can you make if all you're doing is slinging shit at each other? Just fucking get on with what you say you're going to do. And actually, stop saying, oh, we're going to get 300 more police officers in the next term. It's all do it fucking now. Yeah, yeah. I was saying the exact same thing to my missus tonight. I said, I hate when they come on and they say, like they said, oh, we're going to get 600 more frontline police officers hmm. out in the communities but only if we get voted in again. It's like, no, no, we've got a fucking crime problem at the moment. Yeah. Do it now. You're Don't in power it. now. Yeah, yeah. You're the one who controls the decisions. If you do it now, you might actually fall in favour with people, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. They, they say a lot of shit they're going to do. Sure, they might do a few things, but they always sort of do it near the end of their current term to just have you yeah. on the top of their mind. Oh, those people do fix things. Oh, you know, they do in the last <laughs> few weeks of their term. I mean, like, they're just waiting till. Like, just before the election to fix all the roads. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, like I say, I'm not I'm not a politicky kind of guy, if that's even a word, but, yeah, I can see, even from my standpoint of not knowing much about politics, how shit they are at their jobs. And yep. um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, yep. yeah, <laughs> help me it out. can't yeah. be that freaking hard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Honestly. Maybe I should go and do it. Imagine me as a politician. I'd be a grumpy bastard, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon I would probably have a... I'd probably be booted out by the Speaker of the House for uh, saying things I shouldn't. you got to watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
absolutely do. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so lots of googly eyes popping up on the old political billboards around the city, and I think that's that's uh, making what is quite a serious situation, uh, quite a comical situation. I think it's quite funny, especially if uh, Christchurch gets a little shaky, shaky, all the eyes are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of eyes going backwards and forwards, my daughter Ashlyn got herself a concussion recently. And oh, um, yeah. yeah, she went to the doctors for a bit of a checkup afterwards, and um, he did some kind of test with her eyes. And her eyes did do this little wobbly, wobbly thing, which apparently shows that there is a minor concussion going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's a bit past it now, but um, yeah, she managed to, to bump her head. And uh, yeah, just uh, wasn't too nice for her. She reckons she passed passed out, or at least doesn't remember some parts of it. And uh, tests that the doctors showed that she did. And so um, what did she do? Kamikaze into the concrete or something? She's massive on soccer. Like she's been playing soccer now for about two seasons, and she's doing amazingly well at it. Anyway, her school was giving kids of her age and her year the chance to do a uh, tryout rugby day. And uh, she went in for a tackle. She's never played rugby before. Went in for a tackle, did it wrong, and um, bumped her head quite badly when she tackled someone. So having played soccer for so long and doing so well at it, she just plays rugby for one hour and gets herself a concussion. <laughs> and, you know, obviously in rugby particularly, it's it's quite easy to do. So, yeah, she um, hurt her head quite badly. And, uh, and then a couple of, was it like a week and a half later, she was in the playground at school and um, a wayward ball managed to hit her on the side of the head again oh no yeah so she was home for a few more days after that bugger yes and uh, and then I managed to do the same um, went out, <laughs> what'd you do I went up snowboarding with my wife last week and um, I, I, I'm not a great snowboarder like I can just get by at the moment I, I don't go up there enough to yeah to um, be amazing at it was snowboarding on the intermediate level I'd just come from the very very top of the mountain I'd gone right to the top on the chairlift and it took me a little while to get down I'll be honest anyway (laughs) it links onto the intermediate area which is a little bit flatter so once I got on there I just started doing my thing got to the bottom of the intermediate area and went to try and stop at the exit but I managed to hit like a pole that they'd put into the ground to hold some fencing up yeah. And the pole wasn't moving anywhere, but I was still moving. And, uh, yeah, I just, because by then I had my back to it, and what I'd done then is I just fell backwards on my back, but my head, obviously, from a standing position, my head just went th- straight into the ground. And <laughs> oh, shit. next thing I remember is that there's this person uh, who's running the, the little uh, puma, or, you know, it's like a little cable lift, if you like. Um, yeah. She she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? So I must have passed out for a short while when I did it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I had a fucking splitting headache for about five, ten minutes afterwards. Wife ended up driving home. And I tell you what, man, I slept like a baby for about two nights. So I yeah. must have done some damage. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not hard. Yeah, but... Uh, it was it was a weird sensation, eh? It was a weird sensation. Yeah, I, 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 I must have knocked myself out eh, when I hit the tree last year. Mm. And that, that took me bloody... Shit, that must have taken a couple of months to come right after that. Mm. I, like, just lightheadedness and foggy head and shit like that for a couple of months. So, it wasn't much fun. Yeah, well, I can't say I hit my head as hard as you did. Um, because <laughs> I'm kind of over it now myself, but... 
can I just add the merit of wearing a helmet? <laughs> Pretty important, though. Because <laughs> I, I wore a helmet, and I think if I wasn't wearing my helmet, it could have been a very different outcome. Yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let that be a lesson anyway. So you remember in uh, a previous podcast, I was talking about how my three-year-old had done a Rubik's Cube? Yeah. And I said oh, I would yeah. I said I would try it again and yeah. give her a jumbled up Rubik's Cube and see where she got with it. So this time I watched her very closely. She took the cube off me. I didn't mix it up too much. I completed it first and then just jumbled it up a little bit. And she she got most of the way there. So if you listen to a I'll put the clip in in just a second um, when I was talking about this previously. But yeah, she almost recompleted it again which makes me think that she actually legitimately had completed it last time when I was talking about it but here's the clip and then she just went over to her toy box and just started fiddling with the um, the Rubik's Cube which I actually saw was jumbled I'm not making this up for the sake of the podcast I'm still completely blown away by what I saw but literally a couple of minutes later she showed me a completed Rubik's Cube <laughs> she's, she's three years old and it looks to me like she'd actually figured out how to solve this cube. And I, I'm no word of a lie. I, I put my hand on my hand on my heart, and I say that it was jumbled when she picked it up, and then two minutes later, it was completed. <laughs> so yeah, I think she um, she there's something there. I um, I think she's uh, got the knack yeah, yeah. of how to how to sort a Rubik's cube out. Because I said I would just test it again because I just couldn't believe my eyes last time she did it. Yeah, but, you sort uh, of got to have brain for that sort of thing, eh? Like brain for puzzles. Oh, I think so, mate. Takes a special kind, eh? I mean, I, I can only complete a Rubik's Cube by using a website. Um, <laughs> you say? Yeah. There's a web- I can't remember what the website's called now, but um, yeah, it's a website where you can just literally, it's like a 3D cube on the page, and you can just spin it with your mouse, and you can just plot the colours that you're looking at on your Rubik's Cube, and it just tells you the motions to go through to solve it. So, uh, yeah. Got my wife and kids for a while with that one. <laughs> are we able to talk about your new position on here or you not is it not official yet yeah no it's official we can talk about that we can absolutely talk about that as as you know i mean if you've been a long time listener to, uh, to tradio you know that I've, <laughs> I've gone through a few jobs and well so <laughs> you've gone you've gone through a change yourself yep um so yeah i'm still a radio guy so i still do the radio stuff and you know by trade you're still a tradie uh, just an engineering, just sort of focusing more on the engineering side of things now. So, you know, it's still relevant. But, yes, I'm at St. John now taking 111 emergency calls, but I only have two sets left. Uh, a set comprises of two days and two nights. So I've only got yep. two sets left, so two sets of two days, two nights. And then um, I'm going to have an eight-day break, and then I'll be doing the same thing but for Fire and Emergency New Zealand. So I'll be taking 111 calls for Fire and Emergency. And right. I'll be a trainee dispatcher. So in six months' time, I'll get a chance to actually be the dispatcher who will talk to the different uh, crews when they're out and about and actually sending them to the jobs and talking to them over the radio and that kind of stuff. So getting the resources out when people make the one-on-one calls, um, that's something I've aspired to do for quite a while now. So that's where I'm going. I've uh, finally got the nod after going through a bit of a process. I had my medical check done today at the doctors, actually, which was part of that, and uh, everything's looking good. So the 29th of September I'll be starting and then... It's a week in Rotorua and then two weeks in Wellington. So I'll be spending yep. October 
travelling for yep. my training That's and then uh, back down to Christchurch to kick off the new gig. Sweet. Yeah. That's the one you were sort of hoping for anyway, wasn't it? It was the one I was hoping for. Yeah. I had a bit of bad luck with it back in 2021 because I did apply for it back then as well. Yeah, I remember when you applied for it. Yeah. yeah, and I was fucking gutted that I didn't get it. And uh, anyway, so I thought, okay, well, how am I going to get the upper hand the next time they apply? Uh, sorry, the next time they advertise for dispatches. And I thought, well, my wife actually found the advertisement for St. John. And I thought, well, let's do that. You know, let's, let's get some cool handling experience under my belt. And St. John will be the place to do it. And then as soon as fire and emergency had this uh, vacancy come up, I thought, well, fuck it, go for it. And uh, yeah, here we go. We are yeah, on. Yeah, so there were two in Christchurch they needed. They needed three in Wellington, three in Auckland, so there should be eight people on my course. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good? Yeah, it'd be good, man. Are they, fl- are they flying you up? Well, you fly up to, uh, to yeah. Rotorua? And- yeah, yeah, flying up. And then, uh, yeah. No, no, nothing will cost me anything, so it's all paid for. Hotel, staying in a pretty nice hotel, actually, which is the one they put up all fire personnel in in Rotorua. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't know where we're headed in Wellington, though, but uh, yeah, it'd be quite good to go to the capital, spend some time there, go do some sightseeing stuff, take some photos of the yeah. beehive. And <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, that's the go. So basically from the end of October, I should be um, full-time into taking one one calls, not for St John, but for Foreign Emergency New Zealand, which aligns perfectly with the old volunteer firefighter experience I've got. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it'd be bloody good. I'm excited. Right. Before, quite funny actually, because you've got to be you've got to be very very. Um, there's processes in the ways that you talk to the crews when you're dispatching, but a lot of my crew at my fire brigade were saying, "Well, if we ever send a uh, send through a situation report to you or contact you on the radio, you can just be on a name by name basis with us, can't you?" <laughs> you know? And I guess yeah, I probably could. To be honest, I could probably be a bit more relaxed with my own crew. So I can't wait for the day that I send out my own fire trucks to a call out. That'll be quite trippy. Yeah. <laughs> It was a busy day for the call-outs around, uh, sort of around here in Hamilton today while I was on the road. I saw there was three fire engines went past me, like two two in one session, then one a little bit later on over in mm-hmm. Hamilton, and then two ambulances after that. <laughs> so busy day on the roads. There's a lot going on, mate. It's um, it's quite funny when you when you're not really involved in that side of. Um uh, the emergency services uh, you really have no idea just how fucking full on it is it's quite quite amazing yeah yeah yes there's always plenty of people going help out oh absolutely as but I'll you probably know we find out eventually too now that i've joined the coast guard so yeah yeah how's that going for you then so you've been doing a bit of first aid for that yeah yeah i've just um completed the the first of the theory parts of it though there was three separate bits of theory one two of them were like your general first aid and one was a coast guard specific first aid one um so yeah that was the practice the uh theory and then this weekend i've got a full day's course on the practical part of it so yeah we just learned how to do tourniquets and how to run a you know the um what they call the bloody electric shock thing oh the defibrillator (laughs) defibrillator yeah we learned to do those and yeah cpr and all the usual stuff so Yeah. yeah be quite good though like i think i need, i want to get into it more because i've always been a bit you know about me for first aid type stuff yeah so i don't really know how to do it so yeah um be quite good to get 
a bit of experience, you know. Yeah, shit. Yeah, it's a good skill to have. I mean, like, like with like the same as you. I always thought first aid was the most fucking boring subject in the world, you know. <laughs> but yep. you know, now that it's imperative to what I do as a firefighter, and now I work at St John, I'm just like, this is actually quite interesting stuff. Like, it legitimately is really interesting stuff, and it did cross yeah, it my is. mind to uh, try and train as a paramedic. But I thought, actually, no, it's not really the direction I want to go. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's um some of the stuff even in the course content is pretty gruesome. Like they had this, there's a big section in there on electric shocks, how to treat burns from electric shocks and stuff. Mm. And they had all these images of people that had had those sort of electric shocks, the really violent ones, and that. And it's like, oh man, there's some nasty things to you know. Like I I've, I've got a bit of a weak stomach for freaking that sort of thing, you know. It's <laughs> so, not too bad. I can cope with it if I have to, you know. But at most it's just like oh. Like my wife loves watching those like Grey's Anatomy and ER and stuff like that on yeah. TV, and they have all those surgical scenes. I know it's fake, but it's still like ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, to be honest, there's a lot, there's a lot of people who are still are paramedics today, and you know I have the privilege of uh, catching up with them occasionally when they pop up to the communication centre, and some of them can't stomach diarrhea and vomiting and they they're paramedics you know so it's 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 not <laughs> yeah. just a unique thing i mean people who are actually doing it for a job still can't stand it yeah, yeah. or still have a weak stomach for it anyway yeah. yeah yeah especially the bad shit quite a few of us i think there's 13 of us doing the course this weekend ah cool so and plus the senior some of the senior officers from the yep. um the, the masters from the coast guard are coming back for refreshers and stuff so yeah it's going to be a good day they're putting on lunch and everything for us and so nice. nothing ever comes out of our pocket which is good yeah that's a good thing eh? and uh, is there a time frame for when you're going to be signed off and able to turn out on a call yep after after this weekend that'll be my um and then it's up to the the uh, the senior members of the Coast Guard to take whoever they want to and they've actually said to me already that once I've got the, the first aid they'll they'll actually let me go on calls because I'm quite experienced with boats and on the sea like there's a yeah. lot of guys that join up with the Coast Guard that have almost never been on a boat before. Yeah that's right yeah. So I've been around boats my whole life you know so yeah. it's um, I've got a lot more experience. Yeah but that's that's yeah, also the good thing good. as well I mean not to put people off joining their local you know volunteer fire brigades or coast guards is that you don't need to have experience to join but it's just <laughs> a bonus if you have it. Yeah yeah because of all the trainings provided I mean they are the guys are a good group of guys and um, they're, they're all really clued up you yeah. know with what they're doing so um, mm. it's pretty good they pass that knowledge on and yep. everyone sort of learns at the same rate and yeah, no, that's good. I mean, because yeah, like it's almost like saying, and we don't, you know, if people are interested in joining Coast Guard or being a volunteer firefighter, you don't need any experience to actually go along to it. It's almost like saying, oh, I'm going to hire a cleaner to come and clean the house, but I think I might just clean the house first before they come. Or mm. um, what's a, what's another analogy? I want to go to the gym. But I should probably get fit first. So you don't need that experience to just jump straight in. Remember how we were talking about the backwards dude in the last podcast? The guy that could actually say anything backwards if you gave him a sentence. Um, And I said, I I attempted, attempted to say tradio backwards. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think it came out? Like shit? Yeah. (laughs) Like absolute shit. Have a listen to this. We are That's what it sounded like. So this clip here, it starts off with me attempting to say it backwards, and then it's followed by the reversed 
sound. I'll do it again. Oi, dar trustradio. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that guy does it. But yeah, a lot of thought, practice. Yeah, a lot of practice, absolutely. But uh, thought I'd just update the listeners on that one. It <laughs> 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 was a heap of shit. <laughs> did you catch the uh, the supermoon recently? Did you? Did you see? I mean, because I know you're on the other side of the hills uh, where you live, so you probably wouldn't have seen the moon until way late at night, right? Ah. Uh. No, we saw it. It came. It was up by I don't know, maybe eight or nine o'clock at night, probably nine, mm. full on up in the sky. So no, it was big. Knew how to look. Well, Where apparently from the eastern moon. from the eastern seaboard, it was pretty spectacular <laughs> when it uh, rose up over the horizon. Yeah, what yeah, we just saw blue it moon. got up above the hills. It was yeah. pretty bright. It was. It was probably there's probably two or three days here. It was quite hard to sleep at night because it was almost bloody daytime outside. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite neat. I mean, we didn't see it too big here where we were. Um, I was expecting it. I, I thought it was a bit of a letdown, to be honest, because what do they say? We're not going to see it again until like 10, 15 years later, uh, another 10 yeah. or 15 years. And I was expecting to see this fucking massive thing in the sky. But when it when it came up over here, I was just like, well, that's a bit of a downer. It looks the same as it did last time. It's just a fucking <laughs> full moon. Um but the other thing was, is I, I did, you know, I love that kind of stuff, and I know you do as well, and I went out to my back garden, clear as day, it was a clear as night, and I took a photograph of it, um, and I knew the photo wasn't going to come out great. But, is that the one that was on Facebook? Yeah, but ironically, I caught the International Space Station going over the top of the moon just as I took the photo, because I was, I was like, shit, that thing's moving pretty quick, I wonder if it is, so I had a quick look at the ISS tracker, and sure enough, the ISS had gone over us just at that very moment. I happened to pop outside and take a photo, and I've got both the ISS and the uh, well, so-called blue moon. Well, it gives you a bit of a perspective on how vast the universe and the galaxy and all that is, you know, like space. They reckon the moon was, what they say, 27,000 kilometres closer to Earth than it usually is or something, and you mm. think it doesn't look any different. But it's twenty seven thousand kilometers. <laughs> you yeah. think, holy shit! <laughs> so, Which is a fair whack closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that shit though. It just blows my mind, eh? You know, just uh, I just love it. And now, was it? Astronomers reckon they found a planet which is just like ours in the habitable zone in another solar system somewhere else, like Kepler two two oh seven b, I think they call it, or something like that. Yeah. And they reckon it's uh, an Earth-like planet. Can you imagine if we did actually make it or had the ability to get to another planet like that? Do you think evolution would have kept up? Do you think it would be the same as us? Would we go there and find humans? Either that or it would be like Planet of the Apes. Well, that, <laughs> or dinosaurs. I mean, I'm sure right. I'm sure everything in, the, in, in a biological sense would evolve the same way. Well, everything should exist somewhere. You know, everything yeah. right back from the beginning of time to the end of time, somewhere yeah. in the, if it's that vast, yeah, everything should exist. I was watching that guy um, on YouTube, the guy, the American guy, I can't remember his bloody name is now, he's a physicist, he was talking about it, eh, and he was talking about the fact that the sheer size of it, mm. that everything you can imagine can exist, plus more, like, oh. it's just totally beyond imagination, you know, like pretty incredible to think about yeah we 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 don't know uh, we probably know 0.0001 of everything yeah yeah just, you, we don't even know what's at the bottom of our own oceans really well that's a are you thinking of neil degrasse tyson yeah that's him yeah yeah he's quite cool there's another guy i quite like um professor oh, what's his damn name he's um you know we look into the vast 
space and the stars and they're just so amazing. You know, is that guy? Oh, him. I think I know the guy you're talking about. It's it's yeah. just an amazing thing, you know, and the stars and the moon are just so great, you know, and <laughs> what's his yeah. friggin' name? He's so good. Um, it's beyond a joke when you think about how big it all is. Yeah. Beyond your capacity to think about, you know, like it's just so fucking amazing that you go, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool, but there's not much I can do about it. <laughs> do you know what? We should almost just change this podcast into a space podcast because I think we would yeah. have so much to fucking talk about. Um, yeah. That's Professor Brian Cox. That's his name. Uh, you know, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder <laughs> what you are. In fact, we know exactly what you are. <laughs> oh, brilliant. You know, I told you I got a concussion from snowboarding the other day, how I fell backwards, hit my head when I was uh, on the board trying to stop. Trying being the operative word. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I there's there's I don't know how familiar you are with snowboarding or not, but there's that that like the cable lift, which is they call a puma. So it's not actually oh, yeah, not, yeah. it's not yeah, a chairlift, but it's more a cable with a little seat thing on the end of the cable. You either put it between your legs or under the armpit. Under your arm. Yeah. I'm useless at staying on it, so I avoid it at all costs, and I just walk up to the top of the slope. It's yeah. A little bit of a workout, but it you know. Set up Mount Cook or whatever it's called, Mount Porters. Huh. Yeah, so it's, it's actually at Porter's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Porter's ski There's field. There's no big there. Uh, there is, but they take you up to the, the, the top top. Um, oh, okay. But the Puma is on the intermediate section, and I just walk up it because it's a bit easier. And, and in fact, with the queues at the bottom, it's actually a lot quicker just to walk, and you get a bit of a workout too. Anyway, the point I'm making is I was just walking up alongside the Puma, all the people that are holding on and just, you know, sliding their way up the hill. And this one woman said to me, she said, oh, that's a bit of a workout. And I said, yeah, it is. I just can't stay on the Puma. I, like, I was straight up, I, I can't stay on the Puma. She's like, oh, yeah, it can be quite difficult, eh? She got to the top. And then when I got up there as well, I noticed that she only had one arm. <laughs> yeah. So she, so there's me, and I didn't notice this at the time. And there's me saying to her, I struggle to hold on to the Puma. Me with my two arms. <laughs> and I find out when she gets up there, she's only got one. And she's telling me, yeah, it's quite difficult, isn't it, Miss One Arm? I, thought, I just thought, what a legend. I mean, she can do it with one arm. I can't do it with two. <laughs> I just thought, what the, what the fuck are the chances? Yeah, I know. God. I feel like a lame war day. Oh, I know. <laughs> it, 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 I, I, um... <laughs> I told you the time I just about broke my tailbone, eh? The first time I ever went snowboarding. <laughs> I come off the fucking... I was coming down the mountain and I was like, yeah, this is a piece of piss, the snowboarding thing. First time I'd ever done it. And I was carving it up because I you know, I can surf and stuff. So I was like, yeah, this is easy. I got down to the bottom of the mountain, eh? Stopped in front of the chairlift. Went to reach down to freaking take my boot off, undo my boot. And uh, when I undid the clip, I slipped and fell backwards. Oh. And I landed right on the corner of a like a concrete curb, right on my tailbone. Oh <laughs> shit! No. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I was, it was, and it was on Christmas Day. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Years ago, over in Austria. Oh fuck. And, um, oh, you were in Austria yeah, yeah, when so you did it. I was in. I was sitting on a donut on Christmas Day at Christmas at Christmas <laughs> lunch. I had this like inflatable donut under my ass. How was dealing with that in a in a European country? 
Oh, we had insurance. I had insurance. Right. Travel insurance. So went to the local A&E and uh, they x-rayed it and they said, oh, you haven't cracked it, but it looks like you've displaced it a little bit. So it's probably like um, bad, real badly sprained. So um, they said it'll take a few days to come right. So I just got pissed for like a week. So <laughs> <I couldn't feel> it. <laughs> it's a donut for you. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was quite, quite a hard case. Oh, fucking hell. I didn't know that. I tell you what, though, with my serious incapability of snowboarding, like, I don't do it enough to be good at it. But I've got all the gear and no idea, right? That's the crazy thing. But then, all the gear and no idea. Yeah. Being up there, and, and you know, I'm not a small guy, but being up there, trying my best, and suddenly this little five-year-old comes past me. Like, you yeah. little bastard. <laughs> yeah. Cheeky little shit. they got a lower... Yeah. I, might, I reckon it's got a lower centre of gravity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. chance of falling over. That, I will go with that. It's yeah. nothing to do with their skill and my inability to do it. It's the fact they're closer to the ground. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Uh, do you fancy a dad joke off? Oh, yeah, why not? Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Where did Napoleon keep his armies? Uh, on his shoulders? <laughs> Up his sleeves. <laughs> uh, my son Luke loves that we named all of our kids after Star Wars characters. My daughter Chewbacca, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, tell you I slept like a log last night. Yeah, I woke up in the fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) I'm writing a book on reverse psychology. Please don't buy it. (laughs) What do you call a cow with no legs? I don't know. (laughs) Stationary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. They're getting worse. If lightning hits an orchestra, who's most likely to get hit? The conductor. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Did you hear about the girl who quit her job at the donut factory? No. She was fed up with the whole business. (laughs) (laughs) You know what type of exercise lazy people do? None. (laughs) Yeah. Diddly squats. <laughs> Diddly squats. <laughs> what kind of magic do cows believe in? Oh, another cow joke. Um, what kind of magic? <laughs> I don't know. Moodoo. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny because it's ridiculous. Uh, now, I saw someone waving in my direction. I don't know if they were waving at me or someone behind me. In other news, I've lost my lifeguarding job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, so good. Oh, here's another one. Oh, bonus. What do you you call a cow with no legs? Stationary. (laughs) Ground beef. (laughs) (laughs) Are you on like a cow dad joke website or something? Come on. (laughs) There's like three cow jokes. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's funny, ground beef. Oh, jeez. Your reputation is at stake here. 
Uh. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Radio. Oh, mate, well, good catch up. Um, I realise that you are tired. You've had a busy week. I'm always tired, mate. It's just my life nowadays. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like in a permanent yawning stage. Do you know what you should do- start doing, though, is that when we do our podcast, <laughs> if we stick to the same day, because it's my fault whether we're, we're on a Thursday, uh, which is not our normal day, yeah, maybe you should just start, we should just start getting drunk. It'll keep you yeah, awake. why not? Keep start, you awake, eh? Start getting hammered. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, talking of uh, today being Thursday, I'll leave you with this wee thought for the day, right? Do you know, there's actually zero physical evidence that today is Thursday. I mean, we're all kind of relying on the fact that somebody has kept an accurate count since the first one ever. (laughs) Well, you're dead right. That's dead right. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Time is a man-made construct. It doesn't exist. You know that. eh? I mean, today could really be Sunday, but maybe Bob just forgot to count a couple of days and didn't tell anyone. Oh fuck! I forgot to keep track of that. (laughs) Yeah, let's just say today's uh, or today's Sunday, everyone. (laughs) I've got no fucking idea. (laughs) He probably wanted a day off work or something, eh? Oh no, today's Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. Good catch up. Okay, mate. Better go. Catch up. The other half's doing. All right. See ya. See you, mate. Who wrote? Train.